peace and love, everybody. I'm Isis Brantley. I just got through interviewing with real life street stars. You know, this is all new to me. I need you guys to go subscribe. I need you to, you know, press whatever buttons you need to press to be a part of this new futuristic movement with real life street stars. Isis Brantley, check us out, real life. Real life street stars. Let's go. We got us a serious. We got us a very serious situation. We have Miss Isis Brantley. Uh, to some of those that are closer to her, known as Yeah Yeah, and uh, we're we're here to take a journey with you. Um, our journey of uh, of hair. Um, for those who may have heard of your name, Isis, you. I want you to let them know, you know, it's very rare we get, you know, Dallas homegrown, born and raised, but go and let them know again, reintroduce yourself, let them know where you are from. Hi, I'm Isis Brantley. I'm from Bantan Nation, which was one of the landmarks for a lot of us that grew up with our own informal in economy. Like you couldn't tell us not to sell our snow cones and we doing hair and braiding hair and cutting hair. We had our own informal economy. And that's where I'm from. And I'm proud of it. I'm a proud descendant of I call political prisoners in yes. America, but we call them, you know, um, slaves. Um, I think our ancestors might call them something different too, but I am a proud descendant. I'm a mother of five. I'm an activist for women and children. I create solutions. I create jobs. I'm a social entrepreneur and I am an activist for justice. We're bringing our chairs now, y'all. There you go. We're bringing our chairs We're now. We're not asking. We're not asking. We're just bringing, bringing the chairs, our chairs out. <laughs> um, yeah. For those who may not know about uh, Bonton in Dallas area, mm. can you let them know what sector of Dallas that is? That is Bear Street. And I think we lived on Tippy Canoe. So you had Bear Street, Pilgrim, Valentine. And Valentine was going closer towards uh, Turner. Courts, I think that's how you say it. But I'm straight from the hood. My mom and her five children were racing the projects. And that is South Dallas. That's um, South Dallas. Where the projects used South to be. South Dallas Nation. Yeah, they, they tore it all yeah, down. Yeah, they tore it all down. Gentrify. Yeah, they, they gentrified. You know, they they mm -hmm. made it a little mm -hmm. nicer over there. But um, I know. But I want you to let the people know as far as we always like to get a little backstory. And um, before we even get into the backstory, uh, you with your history and just to hair and dealing with African hair, like you said, going all the way back to the roots of slavery, which we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? The, what is the profession called? Is it a hairologist? Is it a. Uh, I think it would be professionally called 400 years without a comb. Your, that is as professional that's as that is going to get called right now. <laughs> that's as professional as going to get called. 400 years without a comb. There you go. Yes. Um, so as we build into the story of your story, I want to kind of get a backdrop of um, how you grew up. Um, okay. How was coming up born and raised in uh, Bonton area, South Dallas? And you said you were from a single mother? I, a single and, mother with five children. Single mother with five children. <laughs> 
everybody knew not to mess with Billy Brantley's children. That's all I knew. This lady was short, 5'2", had a big, huge presence in the community. Like, we would literally have shows, you know, people pay a penny to come and see us perform and, you know, see Michael Jackson on stage. And we were just having a lot of fun being kids and being in an environment that we thought was very safe, never knowing that there's other things going on politically around yes. that community just because we could go next door and borrow eggs and go up the street and get a cup of sugar. It was just so much love. That's what it was like growing up. And my mom's children were very close. We never got caught being out when we weren't supposed to. Street lights on. Back then, yeah. you know, you, yeah, the, the extension cords, they were <laughs> real. And she, <laughs> she didn't mind using them on us, no matter how sweet our kids were. She still had that, you know, that hand that was very tough and strong because she knew she was sharpening our tools. And our aunties and uncles and everybody, you know, were uncles and aunties to everybody. This was your mother next door if they saw you getting out of line. You know, it's not like today. People could say, you know what, I'm going to get you and your mama going to get you when, when you get home. So it was a very tightly knitted family, uh, kind of like how we were on slave ships and auction blocks and welfare lines. So let's go and talk about it. You are probably most uh, famously known for... Um being the hairstylist for the great uh, Erica Badu, Dallas's own uh, Erica Badu, um, the queen herself. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you're also known for your political activists as far as everything you went through to get to this point yeah. and everything you stood for. Um, but, you know, for our audience, they probably would love to kind of get the history of you and Miss Badu first. <laughs> um, as far as just how did that uh, friendship or how did that, you know, how did that come about? Erica would see me in the community, like Harambe festivals and a lot of different um, things that they did at Bishop College. At the time I was, I was married and we performed a lot. So we had a group and we performed and we played drums and we talked about political things and poets poetically. And Erica would light up like a Christmas tree when she saw me, like it literally was love at first sight. And me being like 14 years her senior. So while she was nine, you know, I was what, 22, 24. And she saw me as a mother figure in the community that was raising my children's nurse everywhere I went, even people on, on the news, you know, if they were in the radio, they would be on radio saying, uh, y'all, we going to this event, but tell ISIS, don't pull our titties out. <laughs> so it was that kind of thing. So she would see me nursing the babies and seeing just, you know, me as a feminine divine in the community. And she loved it and came back every year, every year, every year, all the way up to now, you know, we're still, we're still have a very loving and um, respectful relationship. Yeah, I can see your energy um, and I can see 
Erica's energy and I can see her possibly being influenced by some of your energy, especially if it's from a young age of nine years old. Absolutely. Do you I say, do you feel like she was that you had some kind of influence over her spirit? I know it. She would ask, like, yeah, yeah, you know, why you burn the candles or why you do this? I want to be a vegetarian. Can you teach me how to be a it was just like a mother and a daughter yes. relationship. And then it progressed into sisters. And then it progressed into family. So we always, if I saw her right now, it would be love at first sight. It, there's just a innate love that we carry. Never, You never know. We may have the same ancestors because the love was so strong, not knowing that this would become her, her life yes. and that the world would light the candles before her. Who would have known that? She knew. She is so brilliant yes. just a genius and she could see and that's how we we're here to be the change that we want yes so i was walking in my light and she was following oh okay i like that i like that i want that i want that so here you go we'll come back to uh some of that in a second um i want to kind of get your um back to your upbringing as mm -hmm. far as um you know, what kind of molded you into who you are today? Um, uh -huh. You said uh, you were, uh, you had siblings. Were you the youngest? Were you the oldest? I was the oldest. You were the oldest. So they had to follow you. <laughs> they, you they followed me. Yeah, you were the, <laughs> I don't know if I was a good example, but, you know, I was very rebellious, very rebellious. So and, and the, my and, mom was 14 and I, well, I was born on her birthday, October 7th. Amazing. 15. And so I was, I was her backbone. Amazing. That's her backbone. Yeah. Um, how would you say uh, was your high school, um, you know, kind of getting into your womanhood? Uh, how was that time for you? Because you're coming up in a very, you know, where America is a lot of turmoil going on, a mm -hmm. lot of things going on as far as with us um, dealing with, you know, racism still. We're dealing with... Yeah. Um, we're still dealing with colorism and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things are going on and here you are. And I don't know if your interest is in hair yet at this point, but um, it was in, it, it, it's interesting that you asked that. But it was definitely my interest in beauty, how I saw us as beautiful. So that was very paramount in my life. When they would look for me, I would always be in the mirror. Something about me and the mirror. So I would always be in the mirror, right? So I got some ideas to put on my little look so I can look like I dream a genie or something, you know. Something, something. <laughs> that that was during the time. My mother purposely kept us away from all the turmoil and all the... Um, the, the racism because she went through much of it but she kind of shielded us and wouldn't let us watch certain things on TV because there was like a lot of uproar during the time that I was coming up especially during the 60s and the 70s so we never were allowed to do that when I went out in public I don't know if that made me smart or dumb because I didn't know that going to the back of H.O. Green's was an insult. All I knew is that I'm going into H.O. Greens. We get to leave and go across the track and go downtown. That's that's all I, I saw. So somehow she made it all fun to us, even though there was a lot of killings, a lot of rapists, a lot of bad energy going on at the same time in that part of Southern 
uh, Dallas, yes. South Dallas. But we just saw everything as this is how it's supposed to be. We never, I didn't think I was going to be a revolutionary fighting for the right to braid hair. That's not what I did. I was one of the kids that grew up in the community that wanted to be a star, that wanted to do something great, that was on Operation Soul. Do you remember Operation Soul? I don't remember Operation Soul. What is that, yeah, like a it, soul it, train? It, it was like a soul train. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. That was years ago, me and my sister. So we always Operation Soul. Is there, is there video footage of you out there? We've been trying to look we for it. Go look for something. We was dressed in these <laughs> these these beautiful uh, multicolored, uh, I guess you would call them, um, I don't know, the, the, the pants that flared out. Yeah, like... Um, um, uh, well, anyway, bell bottoms bell bottoms yes. but they were short and we were dressed up very beautiful me and my sister were singing so we just wanted that that creative part of life we weren't really trying to be the bad guys or go beat up the bad guys or anything like that was but there, in school it was always me on talent shows okay i would like always be pursuing the dream mm-hmm. i didn't know why yeah. it was just a passion was there somebody um in Hollywood or on TV or music that you just kind of idolized that you wanted to kind of Diana Ross oh Miss Diana Ross you don't know what's happening right now there's a picture with with um, Erica Baidu me and my baby Diana Ross (laughs) do you know Diana Ross Hey, I'm here. Oh, y'all don't know flying the boss. Y'all need to check flying the boss. And Missy Elliott and 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 all of the crew that they are the next um, hip hop sensation. But she's on my back, and I'm braiding Erica's hair, and she's looking around at Erica, and they're locking eyes. Oh wow! Fifty years later, that's a picture that's my baby is Flyanna. Wow! And Missy Elliott is singing a a remix to their song. What they're on tour right now with Janelle Monae. But my point is, is that you just never know. You never know how this thing turns out, man. Um, Never know. uh, What do you say to the greatness of Diana Ross? And you know. you know, for everything she was, and I, I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna show you a picture of my mother because she looks just like Diana Ross. Really? And my my mother loved Diana Ross like to the <laughs> T. Um, and I go back and I look yeah. at like you know on Netflix they just had uh, the Wiz was on Netflix, and I'm like most kids probably look at that and like what is that? I'm like no, Diana Ross and Michael Jackson were in a I movie together. Loved her, yeah. And I, I, what do you feel about the the what Diana Ross is to America, to this society, to Black America as well? She's phenomenal. I never hear anything negative about Diana Ross. Nobody would ever fix their mouths to say anything other than, I love this woman. I love this queen. I love this feminine, divine energy that steps into her rightful place unapologetically. I love her. I love her being an Aries, being a very uh, strong uh, uh, fire energy that that really resonates with me, my spirit too. She's just a, she's a great artist. She's, she's a amazing dynamic, artist. just, I don't even know the words. She's amazing phenomenal. Artist. Um, phenomenal. Um, Woman. With, with that being said, of course, her being a motivation, again, you becoming of your own womanhood. Um, mm-hmm. As we were asking, as far as, you know, your interest in even doing hair, was that something that was self-taught? Self-taught, yeah. Uh, by necessity? Because I did everybody. Well, I did everyone's hair in the in the projects. Like, everybody would come. Because you look at the pretty girls. You're like, okay, you know, in Africa, they look at you. If, you, if your hair is not intact or if it's all over your head, they think you are insane. 
So you look at the women that you can tell, oh, she spent times in the, she spent a lot of time in the mirror, or she, she adorns herself, or she loves herself, or whatever it is, she's a narcissist, or whatever they say. My point is, is that they saw me always doing stuff in the community, and everybody would want this. And we saw people that were older than us, our elders, doing the same thing. So we kind of followed in the footsteps of those that came before us. But yeah, I was always into adorning, and I just knew that that would be something that I would always do. That creativity just came naturally. You were good at it? I think I was good at it. I was very good at it. Like, I, I could be on the set now. I remember my oldest daughter was uh, working with um, um, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Bernie Mac. And I remember they called me in, Soul Men. Her credits is on there. Taliba, yeah, what's your, what's your daughter? Taliba Newman. Okay. She's in New York, my oldest. And she was working on there, and it was like, yeah, yeah. You got to put this wig on Samuel L. Jackson. And I was like, how is this wig going to fit on him? And when he came out and took his hat off, I saw that he it was easy to yeah. fit it on. So <laughs> I could do things like that, but I never reached out to the industry in that way. I just really? stayed in the community. I'm always focusing on my immediate environment. Oh, man, I would have went to yeah. Hollywood. And I, I could have. Yeah. I could have. Even with voiceovers, with everything, everything that my daughter is doing now, not the oldest daughter, she's badass too, but yeah. my baby girl, Flyanna. Oh my uh, God. She's living my, the whole dream that I've always, through? she woke me up, wake up sleeping beauty. I'm here now. She's here. She's there. She's, there she's making it happen. Both she and Bobby. So shout out to them. There you go. Um, yeah. So you actually did do Samuel's wig on that, on Soul? Uh, Soul no, I didn't want to glue it on. Nah. That's the only thing. I, I was, I think I was too fixed and not flexible. Uh, I know what you, you mean. You know, so I, I even was talking to uh, a friend, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Wright. Yes, and, I am Jonathan. I am Jonathan. And yes. he's going to do something really Yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, he's me, right? the hair, yeah, he's the hair guy now. But I went by and he was like, "Okay, I want to do this with you with the glue." I was like, "Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no glue." <laughs> I'm fixed. <laughs> this is supposed to be. No glue, no glue. He was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We can't do glue." And I'm like, "Yeah, we can get to know each other because there's so many ways to adorn, to adorn our looks." It's not just one way. So let's do it like this. Um, let's talk about the history of uh, the, I guess you could call it the African hair, because, of course, before Americans, we were African. Um, mm -hmm. What are what is your thought process when it comes to our hair, male, female? Um, and then what causes us to want to change it? Uh, we were imprisoned. Yes. We were enslaved. Black hair in this country, pretty much all over the world, was enslaved. I, and I, I don't know if people really understand what that means. But when I think about the oppression that we had to endure, not only just with colorism, but also with our hair, in every Southern church in America, 
the European comb, we call it the rat tail comb, that's made trillions of dollars off of us, still is to this day, hung at the front door of every Southern church. And if your hair did not pass freely through the comb, you were denied membership of that church. Our hair was enslaved in this country. That's the first thing they enslaved. They dipped our hair in lye, L-Y-E, and they cut our hair off because that's our God source. That's our energy that connects us to the heavens. Our hair grow up, other yes. hair grow down. So we have a direct connection to God. And that's what the Africans believe that God nestled in our hair. So I think that that's what happened. Then the Europeans or whatever discrimination or racism grew out of wanting to be like these black people so badly. Oh, I just want their hair. Oh, I want their skin. I just want their talent. I just want them. I want everything about them. Whatever that energy and sensa that, that sensational urge to want to be us so bad caused a lot of things to ripple in our identity to, to, to wash away who we really were and who we really are. We're getting back to it, which is a beautiful thing. But they would have products called the kink killer. Yeah. As we know, general treatment today are the curl I cure or not kinks crazy or the nigga hair coupon. Yeah. Gonna the nigga hair coupon. The nigga hair coupon. Wow. You would cash the coupon in so that you could get you know, you owe it to your race to make yourself look better. So what would you like? You want some cream to change your color? You want sodium hydroxide to make your hair straighter? You know, and not saying anything to the industry that still believe that sodium hydroxide is the only way they can really fit in. I'm not, that's the way you make your money. That's the way you make your money. That's cool. I, I have no no qualms about the industry in that way. I'm just saying what changed the baby was when you threw the whole water and the baby out the damn window. Yes. That's what changed everything, you know, and that's what changed everything about our hair. We never had anything. You know, the, the, the slaves had to hide what they did know. They created the straightening comb. We think that Madam C.J. Walker created it. She didn't. It was the blacksmiths in the, ho in the homes. Wow. We realized that leftover dishwater liquid would condition our hair. We used um, starch to clean our scalps. You know what I'm saying? So we're still using a lot of this stuff. Then it turned into bacon grease, and then it turned into axle grease, and then now we have Blue Magic. So normally in the black community, um, you know, and I'll just be frank, uh, normally we have nappy hair. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, crinkly uh, you know, uh, circly, yeah, circly, beady bees. Yeah, I love uh, it. As black men, you know, our hair grows very tangled. As black women, you know, hair grows very entangled. Um, technically, and I just want your thoughts on it. Um, mm. Prior to even us coming over to this country, do you feel like any chemicals were needed for the hair, or like did we just wear our hair as is? As you wake up, you walk out and. Whatever gets in it stays in it. You wash it out with regular water, call it a day. Or were they doing 
adding chemicals to their hair back then, even in Africa, do you feel? I don't think it was the kind of chemicals that we may add today. Maybe yes. there were herbs and, you know, powders and things like that that might have been used. Because, you know, that's a good that's a good question, because there's nothing new under the sun. I don't think there's nothing we're doing that has not been done. Correct. I really don't. It's just the method in which we're doing it and the caustic uh, chemicals that we are using to, um, to I don't know, to beat ourselves down, to Correct. make ourselves less than, which we don't have to do that. I remember the chemicals, sores yes. in the scalp. I remember the pressing, you know, being knocked upside the head because yes. you want you know, you won't keep still. And I see children today in the salon that are getting relaxes and how, you know, it changes their natural love for self. You're thinking that, oh, and then they have to convince you once you do that and you go through that, look in the mirror, see, you look so pretty, but there's nothing wrong with you the way you were. So back in, let's just say, um, between the, 30s, 40s, and 50s, mm-hmm. kind of going into the 60s um, after you know World War II, mm-hmm. um, blacks were looking to become more domesticated, mm-hmm. uh, getting better jobs um, outside of you know black towns. We were trying to, of course, integrate. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to integrate, of course, we wanted to look as our bosses looked, yeah. uh, as yeah. our peers looked. Yeah. So especially with black women, they were doing um, everything they could to try to, like you said, straighten their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, Lighten their skin. Lighten their skin. And if their skin yeah. was light, you know, it's supposed to come with straight hair yeah. to almost mimic what a Caucasian would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts as far as on that era of even when you're trying to break into Hollywood back then? That's um, so sad. You ha- to try to almost mimic what yeah. they seen in front almost of them. Almost mimic. They did mimic. They, they had did. to. I mean, if that was the way they were going to eat, yeah. they they had to uh, comply with all of that craziness. But then they started to speak out. You know, yeah. there's something inside of us where the ancestors whispered to us all the time. Wake up, baby. Wake up. Wake up. This is you're bigger than this. There's more to you than this. And many have you know, spoken out against the oppression, just, you know, having to be somebody else. How can you be somebody else? Like, God, so we're, we're, it's got to be hard. Yeah, we're going to jump around a little bit because I want to ask you about your thoughts as far as right now. Um, you know, we see a lot of people going to get uh, Brazilian hair, Indian hair, uh-huh. you know, uh, the wigs and the <laughs> extensions they put on. Yeah. And it's all to make their hair look almost like, you know, the Kardashians or, you know, uh, you know, it's Middle really, Eastern. Yeah. Um, they're really trying to go for the Middle Eastern look. And this is, yeah. of course, in black women ourselves um, to where most black women do not wear their natural hair. Um, so, so most black women couldn't wear their natural hair in America. It was against the law to wear your natural hair. Oh, most wow. women had to wear the I ain't your mama rag around their head. Most women could not be seen in front of Massa. With your, with your hair exposed. So most black women cannot be equated or just, there's no comparison there. Most black women are the original woman. Yeah. They are the mothers of humanity. Yeah. So most black women are the ones that have the story. They have the story to tell. We shouldn't feel bad because you don't like to wear your natural hair. That's what you were taught. But you can do something about it now because now we're shifting the paradigm. We don't no longer have to hide. 
behind anything unless we want to. This is a multi-trillion dollar business, wanting Brazilian hair, wanting the, 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 the Indian hair, the, the Asian hair, whatever hair you're looking for. I understand it's a business, it's a business. And if you want to try that on for size, just to see how you look with that, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think black women should imagine whatever look they ever wanted in their life. It's your dream world. This is your stage. What the fuck do you want now? Do you want this hair, the hair? Do you want to sell the hair? Do you want to become, you know, the, the corporation for the hair? What do you want to do? Do it. Do your thing. And can't nobody say shit about it. And if they do, they're hating. I don't want to compare you to the, the Middle Easterners, uh, the Asians, the, 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 the Caucasians. I don't want to compare you to the Hispanic, the Latinos. Just be you, because everybody want to be you. Everybody want to be us. Even those that want, don't like what you see, they want that just for one day. Oh, yeah. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go deeper into that. But yeah. let's take it one step at a time because I definitely want to segue into this book, um, "Stolen Crown: Black Hair Stories for Hundred Years Later." Yes, I'm glad you're asking the questions you're asking because a lot of our situations is because we did have to hide our hair and we did have to cover our hair. And today we do want Brazilian hair, and that's what happened with this lady. I wrote this book. Uh, put this together in 95, 96, 97, held on to this powerful information for about two decades and decided to go ahead and put it all together. This book is dedicated to one of my clients, Chandra Lewis, who committed suicide. If your family is out there, peace and blessings, who committed suicide because a licensed cosmetologist took all of her hair out in the crown. And what he did was took Brazilian hair, glued it, relaxed her hair first, relaxed it with sodium hydroxide, took the straight hair, Brazilian, whatever it was, uh, hair, and, and added it on. So he did this to her every six weeks. Take it out, and during that time, not only did we have to hide our hair, but we, we haven't had any I don't even think to this day do if we have any good removals, anything that will remove uh, glue from our scalps. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But uh, he would snatch it out and then re-perm it and then re-glue it back together. So this book is dedicated to her. What and is her, her name? Her story is in here, Chandra Lewis. Chandra Lewis. And she, <laughs> you stated she almost committed suicide. She, she tried it the first time when it happened. Wow. Because she, she just asked him, take it all out. I don't want the glue anymore. I don't want to relax it anymore. Just take it all out. And when she took, he took it out, it was a male client, a uh, uh, stylist, too. She looked in the mirror. All her hair was gone. Bye-bye. Wow. No hair at the top. And it freaked her out. So she called me and said, I have alopecia. And she knows that I braid hair to cover the, the lost hair, because I work with a lot, I, at the time I was working with a lot of cancer patients and women that were going through remission. But anyway, she called me and I said, sure, I could do something. I had her to write her story though. Yes. And her, her story is in this book. Why did you try to shoot yourself? And she just said, you know, I hate myself. I can never be a real woman again in public with no hair. 
And then uh-huh. her husband reminded her quite often that her hair was gone. So they would fuss and fight about little things, and then he would, he would just, I don't know, he would talk about her really badly. So the second time I did her hair, did her hair twice. The first time she came with the story. The second time she came back to get it done, but it was because she was planning her death. Wow. That Saturday I did her hair. That's Monday she committed suicide. So she got her hair done. And I had to go to the funeral home just to see if that was her in that casket with my hairstyle. And it was. She got her hair done to commit suicide. To commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did she ever um, kind of give you a notion during that hair appointment that that she said she-, she was not going to think like that anymore because we talked about it the first time and she said uh, you know I'm very insecure about my hair it's gone I have no hair do you know how many women out there that don't have no hair and it's not from no alopecia I mean it's not from um, cancer, cancer or anything like that it's from traction alopecia yes like and- they literally are doing styles like what she said he did and snatching the hair out relaxing it again and gluing it again, snatching the hair out. And they're doing that repeatedly to, they don't care anymore. They are bald. All the hair has been snatched out and they glue the wig on their heads. They're pretty girls too. So they're doing that. And let's, um, (laughs) what we do, God. Mm -mm -mm. And, uh, as we're speaking on it, let's just touch on, alopecia itself. Uh, okay. Can you let people know what alopecia is? Just Yeah, there's, the so, there's so many different uh, levels or uh, different types of alopecia. And the alopecia that we see more than not in our community is areata, alopecia areata, and alopecia, um, it's uh, called uh, traction alopecia. Traction alopecia, you see it a lot with the braiding, the tight wigs, uh, the, the, the grandmothers that have gone to church for years just wearing wigs that were really tight on their heads. All of the, alope- the hair has been rubbed out around the frontal. Uh, alopecia areata has a lot to do with your blood. So a lot of young girls that go into college or a lot of children that eat a lot of sugar and a lot of uh, dairy, you'll see them losing their hair. You just go to sleep one night and you wake up and there's no hair right there. Like, where's the hair? It could be locks, braids, afros, straight hair, relaxed. It doesn't matter. The patch of hair is gone. But that's letting you know that you have to clean. It's time to clean your blood. It happened to my daughters, both Taliba and uh, Flyanna. Um, Around what age? They went to they went to college. Okay. So Taliba had to be nineteen, and it was stressful. It was their first time going off to college. Taliba went to Columbia University, and Yinka went to the uh, new school um, uh, in L.A. But. I just told them what to do. Get off the sugar, stop stressing, get you some tea tree oil, get you some neem, go get some peppermint, mix it up with some aloe vera, you know. Just I, I heard the tea tree oil. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And put it directly on there and get off the dairy and sugar. It'll come back. It'll come Alo- back. But traction alopecia, you can't bring it back. It's it's. We pulled our hair out and we're still doing it with it's, with the braids and how people are braiding. That's why I love my school. I've got to get people to sit with me. Like you're saying, somebody reached out to me from Instagram today saying, I am a loctician and I want to know. And I know she said, I'm a loctician and I teach locks. 
and I want to know if you want to come to my school. That is so funny. Oh, wow. That's like me you come asking to... Harriet Tubman, hey, come back now. Let me, yeah, let me show I, you I, how to I, Let how me show you how, how to, to lead these people. <laughs> you, right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. really? Me come to your school? I was like, so I just gave her the whole rundown. Like, oh, baby, As I started the movement 40 years ago. You know, don't forget your forefathers and foremothers. And how about we can collaborate and you come on over to the Institute yeah, of Ancestral these kids, they always think they could you know, they turn the game new. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a question as far as with alopecia. Um, is that only prevalent in black women? Is it, can it be in black males and Absolutely. Mexican white women? Anybody. Anybody, Anybody can get alopecia. Anybody can share the areata. Okay. Blood uh, disorder. It's in your immune system is breaking down and it's affecting your blood. And then everything that happens internally comes out through the skin. Like True. if you've got issues going on with your skin, best believe it's time to, to get some burdock in your blood. Burdock. There you go. Mm. I don't know what burdock is, but uh, I'm going to look it up. Burdock. I'm going to look it up. Um, <laughs> I say that to say um, I want your thoughts because as you stated, uh, your client um, who committed suicide mm -hmm. due to, um, you know, the insecurities of her hair. Right. Um, we see the same thing happen with uh, Jada Pinkett um, yeah. to where, not saying this was the scenario, mm -hmm. but uh, she was dealing with alopecia. Mm -hmm. It's something that she took very seriously and she kept internal with her family. And then you see something like mm -hmm. uh, the Oscars uh, where Will Smith, uh, you know, the G.I. Jane joke. Yeah. And then Will Smith go does what he does. And yeah. from what you, from what you, <laughs> From your experience with hair, uh -huh. you you're do you feel like it is that serious to where that joke will move this house? Because you don't know what we deal with based on her Man, hair. Man, I thank him. That was that wasn't even him. That was one of the ancestors that came back to slap the shit out of him. Like, don't you embarrass us ever, ever again in public. Don't ever do that. Jada was dealing with alopecia when she was wearing all those braids. She knew that even for those movies, that certain texture, heaviness of braiding, when you braid and it's not compatible to your own strands, like how I see them braiding kids here today, that's ridiculous. Who does that? So that's what was happening. Most people braid and put a lot of fiber on top of your natural strands. And over a period of time, it's gonna weigh down and it's gonna pull out. And that's what happened with her and many others in the, you know, that, that whole uh, movie, um, film industry. Yes. It's really sad. But uh, yeah, I was happy that Will Smith, kudos to Will Smith. I just, I just love it when a black man stands up for his woman. I, yeah. And even if it's not just his woman, but women, yes. it's important. And that's what it goes back to. People keep overlooking the, the insult of her hair and comparing it yeah, to... Yeah, they don't want us to talk about black women nothing. She's supposed to be bald-headed. She's supposed to not be loved. She's supposed to be ugly, dark, and unattractive. That's how. That's the picture they've painted. Yeah. I feel sorry for us, mm. but we're doing something about it because we know that's a bunch of hateration. Yeah. People just hating on you. That's it. Just hateration. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to speak on braiding. The method of braiding. And uh, this is going to be a detailed conversation in regards because mm -hmm. there's so many layers to it. And uh, I want to say, you know, I'm a little younger. Um, I was first introduced to, uh, you know, braids um, that what made it famous was uh, Poetic Justice. Yeah. Uh, where Janet Jackson, mm -hmm. who we normally see Rhythm Nation, Bob mm -hmm. Cut. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's almost like if I would have seen like Whitney Houston with cornrows or something. <laughs> yeah. It would have been amazing. But Janet Jackson yeah. kind of really brought 
just the braid and the box braids, the box braids, and you know the fact that the movie was based on her justice braids. Yeah, the poetic justice braids. Uh, She was working in the hair salon, and they she was very you know it was very woman. It was very black woman celebrating hair in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Femininity, yes, sexuality and sensuality, all of that. Shout out! It's funny because I I would love to have seen Maya Angelou with braids. You Um, know, I I would love to have seen. Um, When it comes to braiding. about how when did that when did braiding begin would you say because it's something i didn't see quite in the 70s or 80s it was afros um back then it was maybe mm-hmm. jury curls women both men and women wore jury curls back then mm-hmm. um when did it, that when did that start coming prevalent it, they were braiding in the late 60s early really? 70s on, did you, you ever watch soul train i seen soul train you got i got well, like pigtails i mean i know like pippi Longstocking. they had long braids like what we what we are making today they had the 30 inches yes <laughs> they had the 30 inches back then i gotta go find a picture Man, you gotta find it because that's what inspired me okay. but braids even with janet jackson the braiders are not skilled enough to know how to braid without making it so heavy. Even with her braids, everybody trying to mimic Janet Jackson's look, but they don't have the type of strands. And Janet shouldn't be doing it either because she definitely has soft strands as well. But the thick braids is what a lot of people are asking for even today. Give me the box braids, give me the bohemian braids. I want the the, the pointed justice braids. So all these different names are coming up, but everybody's hair strands cannot sustain that amount of weight. So it's way too much hair yeah. on your head. So you gotta braid where the weight is even. I so, call it weight compatibility. So where does it start? Cause um I see a woman, even men, when mm-hmm. it comes to locks, trying to grab hair that ain't I don't there. Know why they do that. Um and I'm like when I see it being pulled, when I like once the braid is completed mm-hmm. and I'm like I see it the gravity of it pulling down, it's, it's like, I don't know how long this is supposed to last. It's not. You see, when you see women with the braids, cornrows going back, just look at the top of the braids and you'll see like follicles yeah. come, that's pulled right from the roots sitting there. We used to call it dandruff. We didn't know any better. Braiding our hair and leaving it up for seven and eight months. People still doing that. I'm mean, like, that months. was back in the late 70s. Early 80s, we were acting, we were just loving the fact that we could braid our hair and that we can look different and we can look exotic and we can be pretty with braids. But we weren't thinking about the health and the wellness of that particular technique. So how it started is us black Americans, I don't know what you want to call us. If I say African Americans, you're going to think about you're gonna have the some people, people from Nigeria yeah, and you're gonna Ghana. Have some other, yeah. and, you know, I'm, uh, we were the ones that started the whole braiding concept. Right? Doing the, the Angela Davis time, you know, doing that time when brothers and sisters were, you know, black power. We were the ones that were braiding. And we did back in the day when I was young, too. It wasn't the Africans that came over and and braided hair. They saw us braiding hair. Now they dominate the industry with braiding now. They came over 
them yeah. working with cars and being insurance people and, yeah. you know, uh, doing some other stuff. Doing some other stuff, you know? <laughs> But they weren't interested in braiding at okay. all. So that goes to the sisters out there, you know, and I really want these sisters to show up at my parade and my festival, my crown parade yeah, and festival coming up. Yeah, I can't Y'all wait to talk about up. it. We're definitely going to go all the way up. through there um, as far as the festival. Um, yes. When it comes to braids, uh, as far as how much hair should you, at what point should you braid hair? Because I've seen babies get their hair braided. No, babies should be wearing extension braids, yeah. y'all. Why? I see it. Oh, my God. And it. if they cry in the chair, you take them out the chair and wait till you find a stylist that's not going to abuse them. These so if are they're crying, that's a problem. That's abuse. They- yeah. If, if they're crying, they're letting you know this ain't right. But, you know, I see the baby boys crying, too, with the haircuts. <laughs> right. Like, some ain't right about this. No. But um, you, what you're doing, you're initiating them? Why? It's unnecessary. I see it all the time. In my school, I train uh, foster care Mothers. These are mothers who have gone out and gotten their law degrees or, doc, you know, they got doctors, they're doctors, lawyers, and they adopt um, black babies. And when I say black babies, I mean babies with tightly textured hair like ours. They come in and they learn how to mm-hmm. braid and twist their baby's hair wow. more so than we do. We want to know. We just feel like it's okay to say, girl, I don't know how to braid hair. Girl, I got five daughters. I don't even I don't even touch their hair. That ain't okay. Like, really? Yeah, should every yeah. black woman uh, daughter should learn at least to braid? They should be braiding the, bar- the Barbie doll's they, hair. That's right. Not a Barbie doll. Their oh. own children. Okay. Like, bring I their babies. I thought you like a Barbie doll or something. You like. can learn on a, on a real live doll or a Barbie doll <laughs> right. if you want to. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they should come and patronize the school because, you know, you want to learn and you get mad because the white lady knows. How to braid very well. Like they come, they pay their money, and they take the class, and they're serious about it. What are your thoughts on micro braids? That's what I did for Baidu, Erica Baidu. I influenced the hip hop community. Talk to me. Erica Baidu was my model. Talk to me. <laughs> she was my model. So during the time she started wearing the long braids down to the floor, like right. what we see today, right. you know, she was getting Grammys and all types of things. And nobody ever tried to mimic that hairstyle. No, no one. Never. No one in the industry. Not Jada, not Queen Latifah, nobody. You would have thought. You would have thought that they would, but they asked. Now, they did ask. Yes. But, you know, Erica's like, um, I did magically got this in my dream, and then I woke up, and it was it was there. You know, that kind of thing. But um, so I like micro braids, but again, come and get the training, please, because Every fiber is different. Even the human fiber is different from the synthetic fiber. So if you're using these different fibers, you got to know how to work them where you don't pull so tightly on the scalp and pull people's hair out. Synthetic so, versus like human or? Yeah, synthetic, maybe molecular fiber or okay. land fiber. There's so many different fibers. Human fiber is uh, a lot straighter. So you have to braid a lot tighter just to hold it together. And I don't like to 
fight with the hair. If your hair don't dictate you having straight hair in it, I don't, I personally don't do it. I don't go against the natural rhythm of life, be it your hair, your private parts, your whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't go against <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. For those who might want to have seen your work with Erica Badu, um, as far as uh, either braids or just any type of hairstyle, what are some either moments or uh, war shows or videos? Yeah, uh, several things. Um, I remember when she went to Africa with the long braids and it took now, mind you, it took us a hundred hours, a hundred hours. To put the piece together. Think that's what strand. That's like strand, four days. Strand, but that's, it was. That, like, she made me. She made me take off the whole week. Yeah. So she paid me to take off the whole week, and I brought my clients with me. Like not clients, my students. Yes. They were they were training with me to her house, and my daughters, the students, her sister. We just had a whole soft stroke braid. Class. Wow, right. Everybody there. know. And she would say, she would braid the hair or feel the people braiding the hair. She's like, yeah, yeah. Feel this one. That, yeah, no, that each, <laughs> that's not the soft wait, stroke braid. So she yeah. was focused on each braid. Like, yes, oh, wait, each braid and the rhythm of each braid. <sighs> like how soft and smooth the braid was. And you could tell. And if you just look at just regular people who have braids and pick up the braid, you can see the tension in the braids. And then you can see the relaxation in the braids. And there were only a few people during that time that braided like that. Yoded, anybody out there yoded uh, fan uh, Ibada Ratarun because she passed away. But Yoded and Isis, those are she was from Ethiopia. Those are the two that had that really soft braid, and that's what Erica wore her whole life. Now she's trained to do her own hair now, so they're doing her own hair, and it ain't no Isis mm-hmm. by do braids. It's whatever they doing. It's whatever, yeah. It's yeah not, they doing braids. <laughs> so you did you did her Africa trip. Um, any yeah. other moments, events that uh, could oh, be recalled? Oh, a lot of moments. The Love of My Life video um, with love everybody there. Yeah, yeah, that we did her hair that for that one. All the, gra- the Grammy awards that she received, we did the braids on that one. Um, just, you know, just in and out of, of her career. How was it like when you see her accepting a Grammy and you know that you were the tactician wish, on her hair? Erica, tell the world. Tell the world. Who what, did your hair? Are you focused on her hair when you when you see her up there? Are you like Hell looking yeah, at her? Yeah, that's my hair. Yeah, yeah, just how. how that's my I mean, I, I was in all these different public, public, public. How you say it? Publications. Publications with uh, Erica, um, Essence Magazine, yes. Braids and Beauty. I, it's just so many different ones. Yes. But um, she shouted out my name in those. You know, I'm like, thank you very much because you know, an artist. Oh. They don't I'm play about that hey, shit. I'm sensitive about my shit. Very sensitive. <laughs> they don't play about that. Definitely. Um, well, I'm glad. Uh, you know. For that experience, as far as even with dealing with Erica, helping her braise out, but do you does she still call on you if ever it gets a, t- a tough moment, or does she like I got it? I'm at, I'm at a I, point. I, in, I, I I'm think, aware. I think if she had a tough moment, absolutely she would call on me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But now Puma is braiding. Everybody yeah, is braiding. It's just woohoo! Everybody is just you know it's, braiding goddesses right now, and that's that's the beauty of it. So when you walk in and you see a bunch of eight year old girls braiding hair, oh that's my a blessing. God, I have eight year olds that I teach. I have 
five-year-olds that I teach. Oh, man. I have a, a, a braiding camp that I do with children every year, every year. I can't braid for nothing so. personally. Um, I'm going to try to take some braids. I'm going to see what I can do. You I don't know. You bet you can braid? Yeah, I don't know. These hands are... Uh, I bet yeah. you got the rhythm. It's just rhythm. And what's crazy is, um, again, uh, men, black men who... I see have like a little bit of like a little bitty fro. Yeah. Um, I see them getting braided up. Um, when you see like a Drake getting braided. Yeah. Where like when you see what he's doing with his hair, what are your thoughts as far as uh, his hair texture, him getting braided? Is it damaging? I don't want his- it to end up like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Like you can be a good braider. That's what I'm saying. You know, all of you, I, I love you. I'm not hating on you. But if you don't know what you're doing and you got a heavy hand, thick like your mouth. You know, cuss everybody out, all that real heavy energy. Don't braid anyone's hair. And I watched the sister, even though I had the opportunity to work with Stevie Wonder as well. I didn't want to because I could already see where all of his hair was leaving. And the, you and can the really sister, see, yeah. It's... And the sister, pretty much, she was a great braider, but pulled it all out. And so the same with Drake, you got to be careful who you allow to touch your head. That's very important. And Jada can tell you that everybody just can't come and put their hands in your head. And the grandparents used to say that all the time. Be careful. Is there a time frame in which someone should like not go with braids? Because sometimes, like you said, they would take braids out and then rebraid every six weeks or so. And it's like you never give your hair a chance to relax or regrow. You have to. And especially with children. I know adults would say, no, I got to go to work. I got to fly to Michigan. I got to fly here. You know, I won't be able to give myself a break. And I tell them a lot of my life with braiding is based on, on integrity. If, if you don't have integrity and you don't care about your hair, I can't be the one to heal your head. Because my healing through the hair movement is important to me. I'm not going to keep doing something that's going to be aggressively um, damaging to your follicles. I won't do it. And I do that all the time. People call all the time. I, have, I, just, got a, I just got a perm three weeks ago. Can you braid my hair? No, I can't. I can't. But there's somebody out there that will. What are your thoughts on like uh, locks on men, Jamaicans, long locks, how long they should grow, how long the upkeep of doing locks? I, I think I think locks are beautiful, but I think YouTube University is teaching too many people how to do the maintenance on these locks incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys that are out there, they have beautiful hair, beautiful locks, but over a time, like a period of like maybe nine months to a year, the twisting and palm rolling and dryer and product will loosen the locks at the roots. You start falling out, literally falling out. Come to the class. I'm here. I'm here in Texas. You can't erase me. I'm the reason why you're able to even do locks. I'm the reason. Oh, man. For the money season. So I'm here Mm -hmm. and I can teach you other ways to uh, adorn the locks. If uh, Lil Wayne walked into your class and you've seen his lock set up, what advice would you say for Lil Wayne? Because he's been, since he was a kid, been growing these locks to where now... I don't know what's going on with them. They look a little disheveled. And also, I think Jay-Z is is going a little, yeah. I like it. If that's your look, 
I want, why am I changing? I'm not here to design your look for you. Oh, what you advice would you that. give though, as far as to- Just make sure that you're massaging your scalp and make sure that he's uh, using um, products that you can eat. If your products, you, you can accidentally eat a little bit and it's nothing gonna happen to you, something like that. No, um, no, no parabens and sulfates. You know, and make and I'm sure he's on a holistic diet because I could tell by looking at his locks that, you know, because a lot of people that eat crazy pizzas and McDonald's and crazy, nasty food, you can look at their locks and tell. You can see the food in their locks. Wow. So like someone like Jay-Z, where you see his hair growing healthy um, to someone who is trying to grow their hair and do it a natural way to mm-hmm. be able to have locks maybe it's going too slow and they feel like oh it's taking too long i'm gonna just cut it get off the animals get off the animals don't eat no animals and don't eat sugar no sugar hair will grow faster and then incorporate herbs into your diet like your uh dandelion and burdock and just you know eat fruits and vegetables how long would it take to probably see a change oh you could see a change within a month right away you'll be able to tell I grew a guy's locks that way. He is actually a producer, and he came with his his hair was really, really, really short. We were talking about this subject. His hair is down here in a year. He said, I changed my diet. I got off the animals. I stopped eating sugar, and this is what I got now. And we only use my products, my healing. My All healing right. through the hair. That's another reason they need to come through. Because mm-hmm. a lot reason. of stuff we do is stunt the growth. It's internal, though. Wow. Mm-hmm. When you see, um, you know, they show pictures of black Jesus and showing black Jesus with braids or locks. Does, do, you, do you prescribe to that Jesus was black in that he had the locks and braids back then? I don't think that nobody that hung on the cross or the tree was anything other than black. So I don't know anything other than my own mirror. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. Now, you were um, arrested in the late 90s. Uh, Can you touch on uh, what you were standing for at that time? Uh, What was your cause and what came out of that? Um, How long were you arrested? Things like that. There were so many black women during that time braiding in their houses. And just like me, and they were really afraid to tell people that they were braiding in their homes or in their apartments because they said that they would get a fine and that uh, they would get in trouble. I didn't understand it because I too was braiding in my house for years before the state even realized that there was a braiding movement going on in the state of Texas. So what I stood for was bringing those young women out of their homes into a storefront so that they could be trained to do it and just go to work doing what they naturally could do anyway. I was asking women that were on the streets, didn't know what to do during that time. During the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, drugs was prevalent, a lot of street walkers, a lot of people trying these different drugs that were put on the streets. A lot of women were homeless, didn't have their other, you know, uh, best half there with them. They were uh, single moms and they didn't know what to do. I was taking them off the streets. Come here, let me show you something. I'm living in this house with my husband and my two kids. This is what I'm doing. That's my thing was trying to find a solution to 
all of the things that were going on around us at the same time. Women were the ones that were providing for the families. They were the ones, the men were locked up or the men were on drugs or the men were not there. So the women were the ones that were with their hands using their skills to put food on the table. So my thing was uh, advocacy for women and children during that time and making sure that women could come into any space I was at and braid hair. Back then, I had more women collectively coming together to braid and to train with me than I have today. There were more, because everybody's free now, so it don't matter if they've gone for any continued education or anything like that. They're free to do it. But back then, it was really like you're stepping on, you know, the that unfertile ground that might be a hole in it and you might fall in it, that kind of thing. You couldn't tell people you were doing things. I didn't know when I opened up the storefront that I was violating any kind of law. I just knew that this is how we hustle and this is how we work and this is how we make our living and this is how we take care of our families. That's right. all I knew. And right. I was helping women do that. Like if you were to open up a magazine stand and say, hey, I'm just going to braid in the back. They're like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You need, I guess there's a license you need if to. If you were going to braid in your kitchen, there was a license. If you braid in your living room, there was a license. Black people were told, especially the women, that they could not even braid at the concerts, like the Bob Marley concerts or any of the concerts that were going all around. And guess who was out there braiding every time? White women. Wow. But we were policed and told that you can't you can't braid at this concert or you can't touch anybody's head. It's against the law to touch somebody's head. We're trying to figure out, huh? We've been braiding. We've been sitting in the kitchen, sitting on the back porch braiding hair. What are they talking about? So it was that kind of um, surprise to us that, like, you couldn't tell the welfare people that you were trying to get the welfare check from or you're trying to get the food stamps from that you were braiding here. You could not mention anything like that. But people would go and tell on the girls eventually. You piss somebody off because one braid was shorter than another one. I don't know why wow. they were pissed off, but they would go back to the state and tell the state. That's what happened with me. Yes, go ahead. It was the community that went and took my name to the state of Texas the community schools, but it's all good. What, um, what took place as far as, um, you being arrested? Like, was it a situation where they came to you? Were you protesting? Um, uh, what was the situation that took place? I, I wasn't doing anything but minding my own business. Like out That's and about? It. Yeah. They took my name to the state. So during that time, there's a lot of political stuff going on. Velma B's beauty college had a lot of people that worked as state representatives, uh, and board members. So this is all going to come out in in my story, my movie. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm trying not to tell too. Yeah, not much. too much. But, but we <laughs> want to get them. We want to get them interested. We want to get them a little. I, I, wanna, I, I do. I do. I do. I do. But you know, it was a lot of us that were hating on me. Like they made me the queen of braids of Dallas. Like the queen of braids. All the all the beauty colleges. Yes. Like we can't do that. Go to ISIS. We don't know how to do that. Go to ISIS. Everybody. People. Everywhere, they were even sending people to me. I did uh, Charlie Wilson's hair, just different oh, yeah. people that they were just Trump. like, come, you know, come go to ISIS. She knows I'm so, for them to come against me, all of a sudden, it was just weird to me, but they saw that it was money. 
if you and don't mind. They, they wanted it. They want that money. Yeah, exactly. We got to get you off the streets. It's almost like you're Frank Lucas. We got we to gotta get you yeah, off we the gotta, streets. We didn't we didn't build yeah, you the, up the now. Blue we got, the blue magic is too tough. Um, yeah, we got to silence you now. Yeah. How long did you sit in jail, if you don't mind me asking? Was it an in and out, bailed out, and then... Thank God I had some really loving community um, uh, uh, leaders that came to my rescue. But okay. it was an all-day and all-night thing. Wow. I shouldn't have been there. No, and then I no. had a trial. So it's just like a lot of things happened that I was like, well, dang, I'm a criminal. I didn't kill somebody. Right. Just putting a few locks on somebody's head. Have they wow. eased up off of the laws or the restrictions that they put on back then, have they came a little on your side? They um, don't F with Texas. There you go. <laughs> no, Texas don't F with Texas. Once they say, and you know what? That's beautiful that you ask. They haven't taken any laws back that they gave us um, 20 years later, because it was a 20 year fight with me taking my damn chair up to the table because they didn't want me sitting at the table. I'm like, I don't have to sit there. Here, I'm sitting here. You know, it was it was 20 years. Wow. But there are states right now that have reverted, the, the that, that have gone back to regulating braiding in those different states. They won't do that in Texas. I know y'all hate Governor Greg Abbott, but he ain't taking none of that. Even yeah, when the a, when the extra fire of COVID come back or whatever, he's yeah. like, ain't nothing shutting down here. They're not taking it. So, yes, we have the right to do a whole bunch of things that I'm going to talk about and demonstrate in my in my movie. It's it's people don't even know. They just don't have a clue. Man, we have no clue in how serious of a business it was. Uh, you could pick me off the street and say, hey, you know, I, you know, just told me what your story and what you're telling. There's no way I could have believed that this I is know. this is serious business like that. It's serious business that it's, it's that dollar. Um, so I, I got to ask you about you mentioned earlier um, glue in the hair. Uh-huh. Um, there was an article that came out or a situation that came out where a young lady used gorilla gorilla oh, glue. God, when you saw that. <laughs> You know, being the hair tactician you are. It broke my heart. Yeah. Were you, were you immediate looking at solutions? I mean, what, what exactly? Because I don't know. I'm like, glue, just go wash it out, in my opinion. Like, oh, just- we, we all that. <laughs> but for you knowing what that is and what that does and what Gorilla Glue is, I don't know how the adhesive matter in Gorilla Glue, but yeah. what did you think when you saw that? Honestly, I've never messed with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> I don't know anything about Gorilla Glue. I never done a lot of things. Now we pressed our hair with Crisco, but I never effed with Gorilla Glue. And when I saw it, I was like, black people, we're so ingenious. We're so freaking just amazing that we always come up with something, but it's a story that it leads us to. Something that is from behind us, something that we're bringing back before us and we needed to get that clear in our heads you can't just go around putting glue on your head you yeah, know and i guess not gorilla glue gorilla. like why gorilla glue and who made the gorilla glue and is it making <laughs> trillions of dollars like <laughs> right, exactly what what is going on we i know it's very strong it's very strong very strong did she have to cut her hair because i um, don't remember man i, I remember I, just, I think she had to cut it I i'm gonna, go, I'm gonna look it head. up because i don't I, know what happened to her 
Well, I heard that some uh, agents helped her or somebody. Yes, someone had some type of removal. But I think it's just a story. You know, God has jokes. And I think it's so beautiful when we can see those jokes come alive. It goes back. You know, and that was a big lesson for so many of us. Like, we have been the laughing stock for the world socially forever, as long as we've known. And we're still dancing, and we still have our step-in fetches, and we still have our spooks to sit by the door. We still have that. And then when I see that, I'm like, okay, I identify with what it really is. Like, that's stupid, but what's stupid? It's just that you stoop lower than your higher self, so that's all <laughs> I like that, stoop lower than your higher self. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the invention of the hot comb, you know, I remember seeing a hot comb uh, that my mom used to use on my sisters, mm-hmm. uh, where you know you let it heat up on a cast iron mm-hmm. stove, and, <laughs> and yeah, I mean I'm burning necks. <laughs> if you go look at little black girl necks, she gotta have a little boil on her neck. ears. That's right. Yeah, ear, right, right, right ear. You have a little boil. Little, little. What are your thoughts yeah. as far as I mean, because they don't use that anymore, right? What was what what um, what brought that in and what took that out? Because I don't so see it. I don't anymore. think it's taken out. I think it's just a little modified now. They have really? what it's called the. Uh, Flat iron? Is that flat iron? Flat irons and some other stuff, the silky press. Yeah. They they just have some different products to make it even straighter. But uh, I want to give credit to the blacksmiths and the the, the, uh, brothers and sisters back during that time. There were political prisoners that were called, you know, to work the fields and be the agriculturist and all of that for um, the greedy um, uh, generational biases that we deal with on a daily basis. They figured it out. They're just like, dang, they don't want us to shampoo our hair. We can't look in the mirror. We're not allowed to look in the mirror, shampoo our hair. We'll create something to go through this, 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 this child's hair. And they came up with that fork. It was a fork. fork. And they used the fork. Well, first they used the iron. They iron it. Well, maybe if I iron it, it'll get straight. And then they just kept developing and developing the concept and came up with the straightening. Everyone thinks that Madam C.J. Walker created the straightening comb, but it was it was the African black people that came up with the straightening comb. When you see, and we're still using it. So to your question, I think we're still using it. Yes. It's just a little bit more advanced. When you see. Um you know, in public schools, they'll say, hey, uh, you can't wear your hair a certain way. It's a distraction. You know, uh, black people could get real creative with their hairstyles, but both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel sometimes we get a little too creative or do you feel That's like right we should there. always... So- so look, elephant, you can't be a freaking elephant in front of the giraffe. And giraffe, remember, you can't show out in front of the the the, the silverback, you know, gorilla. So you got to stay in your place. Okay, excuse me, you know, uh, whatever. Out here in nature, you can't grow the ficus tree. You can't be next to uh, the cactus. What is going on with this? What? Too much? Too what? That's what's wrong with us. We got to forget what people are saying about us. It's okay for you to be too everything because you are God. You are God. Ain't no too nothing. Who? I'm sorry that my hair offends you, but you need to figure out yourself why you're offended. Has nothing to do with us. Mm. The lady that cut the little girl's hair off in front of the class, that was her yes. hair. 
That was that baby's hair. She puts her in front of the class because she don't like how the, 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 the beads are ringing. Everybody needs to ring bells. Make sure y'all ring bells in here in yeah. every corner. I miss the, your bell. I miss the beads and barrettes. You know, exactly. Floating down. That's how we, that's how we adorned ourselves. And she got upset because it's a little black girl, majority white children, and she's got too much attention going on. A lot of attention, right? And so she wants to cut. Let me show y'all. This is just a slave. I'm going to demonstrate to you how. I'm going to cut her hair. Wow. Cuts that baby hair. Thinking wow. it's not her hair. Who does that? Who does that? That's These people, that's why I said we need to stay in our, our, our greatness and, and realize that uh, it's because of the ancestors that we're here. And we can do things now in the body while they're in the heavens, pouring everything down and directing everything. We have an open road right now when we have to stay in that road and not be too concerned about these people and their madness, their sickness. They're, they're, they, yeah. they can't help it. I just think they kind of said that, you know. We do it first, you know, and we set the trends. They know it. Um, they making money off of it. We ain't making the money. Yeah, I, I we set at, the trends, but where's our dividends? Right. I, I look at um, you know, um, Marge Simpson, you know, yeah. uh, back in the nineties, Simpsons, uh, you know, Wil Flintstones, you know, Wilma used Powerful. to wear a little bone in her hair, mm -hmm. and it's something like you know, I think our culture, <laughs> we're so us that we'll just say, hey, we'll do that. In yeah. real life, mm -hmm. even though you think it's something that's you know, we probably do that in real life. In real life, we're we're a bone in our <laughs> head, right? Right. right. We're afraid. <laughs> then we put some spears in our so, head and call it and, and step know. out and stop. They're like, ah! I remember when um, TSA, when I was going through, oh yeah, uh, the airport. And I had my big hair, my big hair. And they were running after me saying there were bombs in my yeah, hair. Yeah, and during well. that time, for years, they were checking black women with locks and black men with locks and people with afros. It, they were going crazy. I didn't know that there was a law. That was a lawsuit at that time. But I, didn't I mean, know. to, you know, to play devil's advocate, there was a woman who smuggled like almost 200 pounds of weed in her like locks. Um, she did? Yeah, it happened. But so see, we shouldn't do she, that she kind of She kind of messed stuff. it up for a lot of people. Oh, you are kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That uh, happened? I'm going to have to send it to you because, oh, yes, she smuggled wow. a bunch of drugs in her hair. What? Thinking she's going to walk right through. And it happens. So, I never mess it up for us all. <laughs> I mess never it up for us all. to do that. <laughs> um, with that being said, I, I do want to get, you know, as far as, Thank again, you, you are here um, because you are... Um, you know, like you said, an activist, you are, um, you know, pushing the revolution forward. And, you know, you're it's not just hair, you know, as far as just what your uh, the femininity, everything about yeah. you, of course, um, is, you know, a, a revolutionary. I, I feel like, you know, the young girls might need to really watch this and really pick up what you're putting down because you're coming from an essence. Um, when it comes to your your movie. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this book itself and when it mm -hmm. comes to uh, the school mm -hmm. and everything that you're pushing forward on, mm -hmm. uh, what all are you pushing for? What what else do you have kind of lined up? Uh, what what agenda uh, mm -hmm. do you want to move forward? I, I definitely want to move for, forward the agenda for everybody to participate in the Braid Freedom Crown Festival and Parade. We there will be go. parading in South Dallas again. This is our eighth annual. We need y'all there. If you have locks, twists, braids, come on, let's show out. I want it to be bigger than it's ever 
been before. I'm also going to do a challenge to raise money this time because every year I'm always pouring everything into these events and thousands of people come out and enjoy them. But we're going to be asking people to donate a dollar, you know, up until the 21st, five dollars. We're going to have a challenge going on because we need you all to show the world that we are connected and we are collectively economically pulling our resources together to stand firmly in our rightful places as locticians, braiders, if you're a natural hair uh, care uh, uh, professional, whatever you do that's related to teaching natural hair or, or helping to groom our younger kids or giving them the opportunity to sit before their students and are their friends and braid hair. I don't care what, what you do. If you're, I met a little girl that was 14 years old today. She's a professional braider. I wow. want all the people out. The schools were asking for Duncanville, Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, McKinney, Allen, wherever you are, Arlington, uh, uh, Fort Worth, all the braiders come out this particular day, October 21st. Um, it's going to be on a Saturday. The festival will be at... Um, I don't know if y'all like this, but Ann's Health Food Store. I don't know if people go to Ann's Health Food Store, but that's that outside day. where we'll, that's where we'll have the f the festival. Looking for singles, singers, poets, um, illustrators, um, drummers, um, um, a band. If you want to be the the band for that event. Let's do this stuff together. I've been doing it by myself. It's funny, when I went to jail for braiding and changing the law so everybody can be happy and make money today, nobody was on the front line with me. Wow. When it happened in 97, 50 women were there. But for the 20-year span, nobody but me. Y'all get on the front line with me. It's time for us to ride together. Man, October 21st, um, mm -hmm. what time? Uh, six, um, 9.30 a.m. line up for the parade and 4 p.m. for the festival. 4 p.m. for the festival. October mm -hmm. 21st in the southeast of Sunday. Yeah, there's a lot going on during October, too. The fair is going on, but I know y'all going to give all y'all money to the fair. Uh, you're going to be in the, that's in the same in area, In the same, right? up the street. Up the street. Up the Stop street. Stop by the, hey, listen, everybody mm -hmm. go out to the parade. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe go to the fair for Ghoul, a little bit. Ghoul and MLK. Y'all yes. just come on. Bring your, come on down your trucks, your, your motorcycles. I don't care. Just come on, black people. Let's show, let's show the people that we are creating diversity and we are creating an open, respectful world for who we are. I say it's our human rights. So I have to ask you, um, who do you feel is the better braider? Um, just the uh, Africans? I don't, I don't think Africans can braid. I don't think black people can braid. I don't think anybody can braid until they sit down with the foremother. Ooh. The foremother. <laughs> and learn the art. Learn the art. So yes. you could see uh, like a Chinese lady just being cold as long as she sit down and learn? I wouldn't teach her first. Mm. I want my babies. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be a little selective. I just a little bit. Babies. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's, what they, that's how they do it. What do you feel is the future of hair braiding? Um, 
Do you feel like there's going to be a, any new invention that may come? I think so. You would be surprised how these babies are braiding here. It's so beautiful. I think they're going to create some other things. I think by the time, say, another 50 years Ooh. go, we're going to see more women and men and children with a lot of hair. You ever seen the movie yeah. Avatar? I did. We are African. You know, what if, you know, the braids connect to each other and that's how I'm we... I'm telling you, that's going to be... Our, <laughs> something phenomenal something is about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, I feel you, it. Man. Something just out of the norm. The power in the hair. Yeah, we the just, power. That's right. On, the antennas. Yeah. Do, do you feel like with Samson and Delilah that that story, um, he had his strength, was based in his hair? I think so. But I'm not I, I'm not trying to say Michael nothing about it. men that cut their hair. Yeah, I'm just Michael, saying I know so. Michael Jordan will be upset with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I know. Sorry, Michael. Um, I still love you. Before we get out of here, I do want to touch on the event that you um, uh, blessed uh this past Wednesday, which was a meeting of the minds where we had a bunch of uh, social media influencers coming in mm -hmm. to talk about, um, you know, mm -hmm. relationships. Um, mm -hmm. You blessed the whole event. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, of course, um, uh, was there to kind of see everything mm -hmm. that took place. Uh, what were your thoughts as far as the event and the conversation and just uh, us as black people speaking on relationships and trying to love better and be better at love? Oh, I thought it was so beautiful. We do need to speak on these type of relationships more often. And the trans woman that was there, I think her name is Cindy. Uh, Sydney Star. C Cindy. Sydney. City Star. Sydney, like Australia, Sydney. Sydney Star. She made a very, I hope y'all don't get mad because I say she, but she made a very, um, beautiful point that really it did touch my heart she said to the um the brother that had the three wives she asked him that if he was just a regular man and saw her and saw her as a woman and then later found out that she was a trans would he hurt her or kill her that just that touched that was my, yeah that I was, was like, that was that was tough oh my god i i never even order anything like that but that's their struggle that's their struggle so i think these relationships just for us as black people we have been so divided and so separated and so you know just stereotyped we need to fix all of this and come together uh the way that meeting at the minds did i thought that was very beautiful everybody had something different to say the one young sister just could not believe that it was not okay to be a bully and to bust windows out and to really uh go and beat somebody's ass but she, I saw transformation in her. So that night was all about transformation. I think everybody learned something. The elder learned something from the youth. The young person was, you know, in her thing talking about sagging titties and, you know, who she is and how sugar daddies are good or whatever. We need to hear these things. We need to hear. These it. are our babies. These are real stories. This is, these are, these are our, our, our people and these are real stories. So uh, me bringing the, the, the love vibration there with which is the spirit of, of, of water. Everything has water attached to it. The tree grows from the water. The plants grow from the water. We are, our blood is water. Everything in us and everything in nature 
and everything in the universe is all connected to the spirit of water. And so that's how we want to move. The spirit of the river is the river that provides everything for everybody. The reason we have trees, we, we have vegetation, the reason we're able to even clean ourselves, take a bath, have a spiritual bath that moment with the water. So water has no enemies. And that's what I was trying to show everybody doing that, that special moment, just to acknowledge the fact that we use the honey. You know, when we are upset, if we feel like we want to go bad on somebody, just, you know, put Dab some honey, honey on your tongue. So that everything can be sweet. So it's nature. Nature, if we know that we are one with nature and we pay attention to nature, we can learn so much from nature. And so the 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 bell was there because we ring the bell. I don't even know if I rung the bell. I can't remember, but, but I'm going to say you did. And if you didn't, I I'm going to did. say you did. I think I did because bells run away Satan, run away like the venom. enemy, run yeah. away anything negative. All you got to do is pull a bell out and start ringing Sonic it. Sonic vibration. Even if you're in a bad vibration with somebody or arguing with someone, like the, the energy got really heated during the meeting of the minds yes. uh, exchange. I almost picked up that bell, but the bell would run away. You should have picked negative. it up. I ain't gonna lie. It would have probably shut some things down. I think so too, but I didn't want... Here it is, you bring in all this beautiful femininity. The river represents femininity, the mother of fertility, the mother of love, and the mother of understanding. You bring in all this stuff, and it's intimidating to people because they don't understand what this is. You know, they think it's spookism, you know, because that's what we're told to think like, oh my gosh, she got, she got some damn flowers up there. What, what is that supposed to mean? But we're showing, we're asking for something. We're asking, we're asking for a sacred space so that we can share and exchange energy. So we're asking, we gotta give something. But in the, in my asking, I'm bringing honey, I'm bringing water, I'm bringing a bell, I'm bringing flowers. That was what that was, because the universe is based upon reciprocity, everything we want. It could be what we want, but what are you giving? What are you serving? So that was the beauty of the night. Kind of I think everybody understood. Avatar 2, the way of water. Um, but I have to ask, because you also mentioned uh, retrograde in the planets. I did. And I want you to explain that for those who may not yeah. understand. Well, I, I try to pay attention. You know a full moon is coming. So if you're feeling feisty and you're beginning to feel the shift, there might be some disagreement. There may be a lot more sensuality coming your way. You might want to express yourself, you know, in ways that you should. You just should be all that you came here to be. And if men and women can work together doing the full moon phase, they can work together doing the new moon. moon. So wow. the new moon gets you ready for the full moon. So if you started the new moon out arguing and disagreeing and lying and tricking, then that's what you're going to see in a couple of days, that same energy. Retrograde is all about energy just seeming as though it's stagnant. It's still but it's moving, but it's moving backwards. 
Like, so that's just telling us if if Pluto is moving backwards, then, you know, be a little bit more organized. If, if Saturn is moving backwards, then we know that planet, we have to be a little bit more uh, uh, accountable for things that we say that we're going to get done. If Mercury is retrograding and moving backwards, that means, remember, when you communicated that way back nine months ago, didn't work. So you're, you're working on... Your effective communications, because that's what Mercury is all about, just how you communicate. Uh, Venus is going backwards. That's the love vibration. So you know that if uh, you, you're in your relationships and you're having um, um, very negative thoughts about not getting enough love or not being able to... Uh, to understand your loved ones the way that you wish to, to go inward, go inward and give that love to yourself. Go inward and fix whatever is going on inside of you because everything that we see on the outside is just an illusion. The basic thing for retrograde is for us to go back and do the stuff that we promised that we were going to do five months ago. I'm going to clean my car. I'm going to clean my clothes. I'm going to get rid of these clothes. I'm going to let these old ass, no good for nothing friends go. We have to go and clean up and then be ready for when the, when the planets start to move forward. You don't fight against it. You know, a lot of stuff is happening, right? A lot of stuff is People happening. I feel it. I see cars. it. I feel it. People, can, the, the yeah, phone, I'm on the phone talking to somebody when it shut off. I'm, oh, okay. Thank you, retrograde. That's Thank the you, energy. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't be like, what happened to the phone? <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you, God. Okay. And let that be okay. and keep moving forward. How long does the retrograde thing last? Is it's it... going to be going on for a minute. I think okay. the, uh, the end of October. Ooh. But it's going to pick back up again. Got to survive it. Yeah. <laughs> survive yeah. It. It's learning to deal with yourself. That's the main thing. That's Self-reflection. The That's it. That's the rule. Because you can't make me act any other way other than good. If goodness is in me and love is in me and I'm patient with everything around me, you can't make me get out of character. Only I can make me get out of character. Somebody might mess up your order about four times. That might make you. No. No. Still, still won't get you? Still won't get you? No. Okay. 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 No, sir. So that drive through three times is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that phone call would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, it's a blessing to uh, sit here and just uh, go through the wisdom of, uh, you know, what we're speaking on and uh, just going back Thank to the hair. Thank you. Um, uh, for those that do want to follow you, uh, get this, mm-hmm. purchase this book if mm-hmm. it's available. Natural um, Isis. Uh, tell them exactly where to go find this. Tell them how to follow you personally if you're okay. on social media. Yes, sir. The school, uh, where yeah. to go. You can, you can get this book, Stolen Crown, from my website, naturallyisis.com. You can purchase it also at my salon, 17290 Preston, and I'm upstairs, 206. You can also send me, uh, check me out on Instagram. Instagram, naturallyisis.com, TikTok, and all the other platforms. But you can DM me as well. If you want classes and you're looking for like a group of young girls, especially mothers that are are, are newly pregnant, I'm really trying to give them something that they can pull on. Um, just check me out at naturallyisis.com. DM me. Let me know. Hey, I have a group of girls. If, you have, if these group of girls are in the juvenile system or what have you, Reach out to me. I'm just here to teach the classes to anybody that's ready. Salon owners, if you want to have me come into the salon and help you 
you know, uh, increase your income by by training people the go. proper way to do lots. Not saying yeah, that not I'm not them perfect. teaching you how to do not <laughs> you teaching me, but I'm 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 available for that. You can also uh, 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 DM me on that one, naturally Isis. And don't forget the parade. I need all salon yes. people to come, barbers to come, bring your banners. It's free. Come on, y'all. You're 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 this is your opportunity in Dallas to really show how much y'all appreciate being free in this industry. How much you appreciate making your own dollars add up in this industry. How much did you appreciate having your own salon? How many of you that have migrated here that you appreciate being here with this benefit? Come out. I want all you to come out. I'm inviting you October 21st to come out. Where our lineup is at 9.30 a.m. Martin Luther King and Gould Street. That's right there at Gould where uh, if you keep going uh, straight, you go to Oak Cliff. But if you come back towards the hood, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, What Uh, streets? Atlanta. Malcolm X. X, Right. And and MLK. You'll be right on the right spot for the parade and festival. the drummers. What well, you'll hear, you'll hear some people. Yeah, you hear the drums. You hear the people. Y'all come out. I mean, spread the word. Let the schools know. Like I said, Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill. You have Allen High School, Frisco, McKinney, and then Fort Worth, Arlington. All of you. Everybody. Everybody is welcome. Now, if I tell you the best thing that you're gonna miss if you don't come is a fan of yours. Somebody you really love is going to be there. Okay. So I'm asking you she's guys pr- to come out. I can't tell you, you everything. There's a surprise. But it's a surprise. You better, better be there. You don't want to miss it. Um, you don't want to be left out. You don't want to be in the You, you could be in the know. Wanna, you could yes. be in the now. Don't yes. be on the, you heard about it. In the now. The there, eternal now. There you go. Um, there. Yeah. Isis, is there any shout outs you want to give? Uh, any blessings you want to give? Anybody watching? I, I do. I, 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 make, I make millionaires. I make people great. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my my daughter's Flyanna Boss. Flyanna Boss. And I want to give a shout out to Janelle Monet. Thank you for seeing beauty in these girls. And I want to give a shout out to Missy Elliott. Thank you for taking up for them. And I want to give a shout out to everybody all over the world that have played their music repeatedly all over. Hello, Christ. I'm back to sin again. I said I love you to this industry. I'm not feeling it. But anyway, everybody's making their own little twist to it. <laughs> shout out to the world. Shout out to the natural hair industry. Shout out to the Crown Act uh, and uh, creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. They try, shout out to all the politicians and all the people that have made it possible for us to be where we are today. There you go. I love y'all. Well, there you have it, man. Isis Bradley, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you for coming through and blessing us with your essence. Um, It has been nothing but a pleasure. We hope you uh, come back as things go on. Let us know how the parade went. We, of course, make sure we be out there. there. We'll make sure we'll be out there and everything. Uh, But I can't wait for the world to get a dose of you. So thank you so much for coming through. (laughs) Isis, you are a real life street star. Wow.